0: Slow Mo is a modern beauty and wellness podcast with the mission to empower listeners to be curious, confident, carefree, and connected to the beauty and wellness industry. Through interviews with real industry professionals, Slow Mo breaks down industry trends, treatments, and products so our listeners can make informed decisions on the next step in their journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Slow Mo. Today, we are excited because we're into a new year, 2021, and there's so much going on, um, good good thing going on, and especially um, with our health. I know it's a big focus for all of us at the top of the year to figure out um, where we can make those small changes and, and really connect with ourselves. And today, we have... Kelsey Strickland. She is with Roots Functional Medicine. Kelsey is one of the founding dietitians of Roots Functional Medicine. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining.
1: Yeah, good morning, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: The fun story the fun part about this story is that we have one of our urban use, like four, four buildings down from your, your location. And I, I feel horrible, but I didn't even know what you all really did until recently. And now I'm like, I've got to set an appointment with Kelsey. I've got to come in because it's it's really so interesting um, what you all do. Tell us about what Roots Functional Medicine um, is and
1: Yeah, for sure. So we are a team of doctors and dietitians who solve health problems at the root cause using functional medicine, advanced testing, and food as medicine. So we really specialize in solving problems that otherwise go unsolved. So we work with clients typically over a period of uh, three to six months uh, so that we can support them through the ups and downs of healing. And we mostly specialize in Uh, thyroid disease, fertility, polycystic ovary syndrome, and gut health. Uh, We also work with a lot of food sensitivities, but rather than just having people just totally avoid those foods, we really just look for root causes and ask, why is this happening? Why does someone have so many food sensitivities? So we do a lot of digging and investigating um, and working with people over three to six months.
0: Well, and you are A dietitian there, and like you said, you work in a group. So tell us a little bit. I know when you said you first started with um, the doctor, and tell us a little bit about the doctor. But you guys were in an absolutely different space than you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's really kind of an interesting story how we we even got um, involved together. So I can tell you just a little bit about like in general about my career and how I ended up here if you're interested in hearing that yeah oh
0: yeah that's great yeah
1: okay so um when I first started my career as a dietitian, like the economy was kind of tanked in in 2009 and I actually just had a really hard time finding a job and I finally found a job and I got laid off so um you know I was obviously feeling kind of down about that And then I ended up working in public health for about seven years, but really didn't feel like I was utilizing any of my unique talents when it came to like culinary nutrition and cooking and actually teaching people like practical um, skills to apply at home. So I just one day decided to resign from my job after seven years with literally no plan. And I decided to just go for it. I started studying functional nutrition. And I (laughs) actually—I love that, by the way. I'm sorry, but
0: that's just awesome. Good for you. Yeah, I like
1: didn't even tell my husband. I I sent the resignation email. I was like, this is not working for any me anymore. And I texted him, and I'm like, I just quit my job. On, but I really do have faith that like if you put the right energy into the universe, that good things will happen to you. So I ended up um, starting uh, an Instagram account and a little private practice, and I actually ended up meeting Dr. Erica Armstrong on Instagram. So that's kind of a funny um, fact about our practice is most of us actually met on social media. That's
0: awesome. That's the way of the world, right? I mean, that's kind of. The best calling card you can have is your, your socials that where people can see what you're doing and how interesting and, you know, educating, obviously, yourself and other people, right? So that that's
1: awesome. Yeah, for sure. And you really can get to know people's personalities. Sometimes when you interview for jobs in real life, it's just kind of awkward and the questions you, they ask you just don't vibe. But you can really kind of get to know people in the social space. Um, so I met Dr. Armstrong on Instagram and I really was interested in what she was doing so I just kind of like kept inserting myself into her little comment threads that she would think of me like if she ever started her own practice and it totally worked um I ended up yeah yeah so I ended up meeting her at an event and I got there early so that I could meet her in person and sit next to her and then um About eight months later, she messaged me on Instagram saying that she was going to be starting a practice and asked if I wanted to partner with her um, as a dietitian to get Root going. So then in October 18, uh, Root Functional Medicine was born um, in a tiny co-working space downtown. Uh, We waited about a year to move to our new space on Wealthy. um, And we have since expanded to, I want to say a team of close to 20, if you count our staff at the cafe we just opened, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes here that's amazing that's amazing that's in like two years you did that right yeah yeah we've been working pretty hard the past two years um to get this going
0: well and I love your story of saying I just kind of kept you know integrating myself into the thread (laughs) and then you like you went early and I mean that's just a great story for any person who is interested like you said you see something on socials and you're like hey I want to work with that person and you just have to go for it that's that's a great story of determination yeah so same thing happened
1: with Amy our other dietitian she did the same thing to Erica and I she just kind of inserted herself into our lives on social media and we ended up loving her and we really met um chef Jen Phil and we're too on um Instagram as well so a lot of our practice is just from Instagram so we're definitely thankful for the app
0: so you have your location on Wealthy. So you went from kind of this co-working space, proved the concept, and then you said, hey, we're going to do this location on Wealthy. And then that just started going so well. And I think the reason you know, – I'll have you tell me more, but you did the, um, the space where you can actually cook from and create the food is because people – wanted you to start doing that. I mean, they were great with the advice, but then they're like, well, who's going to do this, right? Is that kind of how it started? Yeah,
1: so we would see a lot of success like with the food plans we would put people on. But like, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually make things happen at home. Like people are busy um, working, they have children. So sometimes it's hard to actually um, put the plan into action when it comes to actually cooking the healthy food at home. So people would joke, you know, you know I wish you could just come live with me and cook all of these for me right? Um, so one day last January, I wish that. <laughs> yeah. <too. laughs> on, honestly, like I, I work as a dietitian, though, and I actually utilize our services too, because I don't always even have time to cook all of my food at home. Um, so we were talking last January, and um, we were at an event and, and Chef Jen catered it for us. And she was like, you know, I think we should just go ahead and start a, a healthy meal service. There's really not a whole lot of like to go healthy meal services in Grand Rapids. So we ended up starting at the incubator kitchen at the downtown market for about six months. So um, our meals, um, one thing that's unique about them is they're actually free of all the common allergens. So there's no uh, gluten, dairy, corn, peanut, shellfish, egg or soy in our functional meals, but that's not even the best thing about them. They're all just really balanced with protein, fat and carbs. Um, They're full of fiber and full of lots of different plants. So they're very satisfying. Yeah, so our meals are like all balanced with protein, fat and fiber. So they're very filling, and they allow you to get a lot of different plants in your diet. So the meals really work well for everyone. It's not just for people who have like allergies or sensitivities. We just happen to have them on um, be void of the common sensitivities just so that everyone can purchase our meals, but you're not even going to notice they don't have the gluten or the dairy because our chefs are so talented and great at cooking with fresh herbs and spices. Well, tell me a little bit about that because you're like, you're right.
0: I have five kids. It's very hard to find a balanced meal. It's like, what do you like, what do you make that everyone's going to like, you know, it's something like that. First of all, is, is the program set up for obviously the root cause of is your food, right? And what you kind of put in is what you get out. I know that's the saying, right. Um, is it for someone who wants to also lose weight is, would you recommend your um, program for that too?
1: I do think it could be helpful for that potentially on, um, but I will say that our practice doesn't revolve around, um, weight loss. Cause encourage our our women to not focus on a number on the scale. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to think that, you know, their worth is dependent on like what the scale says that day. So we actually focus more on non-scale victories in our practice. Like we focus a lot on like increasing energy, on, you know, having healthier periods, you know, maybe some improvements with your skin. We have a whole survey of things. We have people track as improvements that don't um, rely on a number on the scale. I love that.
0: Now, tell me a little bit about you. Said women. So, do you primarily focus on women? Is it a mix of everyone? Is it children as well? Where's your primary focus?
1: Um, for our practice, um, I, our primary client, or, or most of our clients, are uh, female, just because we specialize in on um, thyroid disease and polycystic ovary syndrome, which is uh, our conditions that you know females mostly have. Um, We do work with with men as well, though. Um, But for our meal subscription service, uh, I would say it's equal men and women that subscribe to the service. So our subscription is you can get either five or 10 meals per week. That are cooked on Monday and Tuesday, and then you can pick those up and most people just eat them throughout the week. Okay,
0: and so. you you, and then you also have like a deli there right so not only can i do the subscription but you have a deli that we just walk in
1: yeah so you can subscribe and that's the best deal but we also have the deli cafe now open wednesday through saturday so again all the food in there is going to be gluten and dairy free and we have like deli sides that you can buy by the pound so we have a chicken salad that is like amazing it's been selling out every week and then we always have like a veggie filled slaw and like a, a potato salad and roasted veggies and things like that, that you can buy by the pound. We also have a whole list of smoothies that are balanced for protein, fat, and carbohydrate um, that are really satisfying.
0: That is so great. I, I mean, I want to come down there. I did not, again, I this is relatively new for you all. So um, I'm glad that we're talking about it because I definitely want to be able to come down and and take a look at what you have. Now, tell me a little bit about um, when I'm coming in as a new person, what, what's the first like? What does that look like? What's my intake look like? What's the whole process?
1: When you're coming in as a new um, person to the cafe or to our clinic?
0: I'm sorry, to clinic.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we actually um, are pretty selective with um, who we work with we try to be very clear with like expectations setting up front and letting people know that this is going to be a marathon not a sprint so a lot of the people who come to see us have been struggling for years and years and years with you know whatever condition they may have so we like to set the expectation that it's going to take you know probably several months for healing to take place so we like to um prepare them for that ahead of time, that that the results aren't going to happen overnight. So that's actually why we have the three to six month packages. But we actually have an application process on our website where every client has to apply to work with us and we only select certain people um, to work with us in our niche areas. But after you're um, a client in our practice, we actually have everyone do a full lab panel, which is wonderful because we catch so many things in our initial lab panel we do a full thyroid panel we look at nutrient deficiencies like vitamin d which is huge right now it's really really important to optimize your vitamin d level right now for your immunity and in michigan you know a lot of us are deficient in vitamin d because we're not getting sunshine six months of the year um We also look at B12, which can affect energy levels and neurological function. We look at zinc, which is um, another important nutrient for immunity and coenzyme Q10 and iron levels and omega-3 levels on every single client. So during our first visits, we we go over that lab panel and we start working right away on what we can correct with either a food as medicine approach or um, with supplements as needed.
0: Now, do you in that process? Do you also um, prescribe any medication, or you're, you're focusing on the food and really the the nutritional supplements they're getting?
1: Yeah. So um, the clients who are in the packages where you see both the doctor and dietitian, what it is is you get an hour with the doctor and an hour with the dietitian every single month, which is actually you know a crazy amount of time because most people get like fifteen that minutes per, per year with their doctor. We are truly yeah. getting getting to know people and their stories in that first visit and trying to like really identify the root causes and figure out what they're going to need to, to heal. Um, but to answer your question about the medication, I can't prescribe it because I'm a, a dietitian, but our doctors are able to prescribe some medications. Um, and a, a lot of our clients are still going to be on thyroid medication, but w- we try to go a food as medicine supplement approach when we can, but sometimes our doctors do use um, traditional medications as well.
0: Now in this process, do you also say, okay, here's, you know, like you said, here's your, your food and here's what we really, here's what we see. Here's your nutrition. Here's your, um, your food. And then if there's medicines, there's medicines, but do you also recommend, you know, kind of what their day to day looks like in regards to wellness? Is there a balance there as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We do create a whole wellness plan for them. Um, Myself and the other dietitians really try to empower the women to actually take charge of their own meal planning, though, like we will give them a lot of ideas, and we'll give them some sample meal plans. But really, we find that it's not sustainable long term for me to tell you exactly what to eat every single day. Um, nobody enjoys like being told exactly what to do every single day long term, it just gets old. And it's really not sustainable, right? Because there's not enough flexibility. So um, we give give them a lot of ideas, but we more so talk about like templates for building a healthy plate, which I can tell you a little bit what that might look like, but we really try to to empower empower them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, really a, a huge piece of what we talk about is what we call PFC balance, protein, fat, carbohydrate balance, just trying to have the right ratios of protein, fat, and carbohydrate in every single meal so that you're satisfied for several hours after your meal. And that's gonna help reduce food cravings and snacking. And it's gonna help increase your energy level. So an example of like what a plate should look like would be if you, you just picture a regular dinner plate, like put a line down the middle And we encourage half your plate to be non-starchy vegetables. So like broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, um, a big salad, Um, just getting that bulk, those good fiber-filled vegetables in so that that can help start to fill you up before you move on to the other side of your plate. And then about a quarter of your plate should be like a good protein source. Like for example, salmon or chicken, Um, or if you don't eat meat, perhaps like an organic tofu. And then a quarter of your plate should be some kind of starch or carbohydrate that's complex. Um, We find that women especially do a lot better if they actually have carbohydrates on their plate. So I know that they get a bad rap and, and low carb diets are pretty popular right now. But a lot of times what happens is if you eat a plate that doesn't have any carbohydrate on it, like if you have just like a salad with chicken on it, like an hour or two later, you're going to be craving carbs and then you're going to be more likely to snack at night. So it's better just mm-hmm. to put a little bit of potato on your plate or a little bit of rice on your plate along with that veggies and protein. And then you're going to be more satisfied for several hours and you're probably going to end up eating less. So
0: half um, veggies, non-carb veggies, non-starch veggies, and then half protein or quarter protein, excuse me, and then quarter some type of carb
1: yeah exactly. So the half plate veggies is the key component, and then the quarter plate protein, quarter plate complex carbohydrate or starch, and then also this is really, really important um healthy fat on every single plate because that's gonna help with satiety, and then uh fat actually helps you absorb um the nutrients from your vegetables more efficiently as well, so like um avocado oil, olive oil, um grass fed butter or ghee or um, avocado or nuts and seeds, just trying to have some kind of healthy plate or healthy fat on every single plate that you eat.
0: So tell me exactly what is a healthy fat? I think there's some confusion around that out there.
1: Yeah. So um, I would say the ones that we encourage the most are like drizzling olive oil on your food. Um, Avocado oil is actually really great for high heat cooking because it has a high smoke point of 500 degrees. So that one is really great for roasting and for doing like light frying on a pan. Um, coconut oil could be a great fat too. Uh, grass-fed butter if you're not having any issues with dairy. Ghee. A lot of people who have dairy intolerance is actually tolerate ghee okay. Um, I would say we spend a lot of our day, too, talking about the benefits of doing nuts and seeds, especially like chia, flax, hemp, and pumpkin. Those are really great for fertility, and that is one of our specialty areas. So, like, adding those in with your oatmeal or adding those in with your smoothie. And also on other nuts, like almonds and walnuts are great for snacking as well.
0: Okay. Well, good. No, this, this is going to, I'm actually taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. good <laughs> well, and I think, you know, one of the things you talked about fertility, you know, what are some of the symptoms that I don't know if symptoms, are the, the right thing you're saying thyroid, fertility and gut health are your main areas that you specialize in. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. No. So actually about um, 10% of women actually suffer from the polycystic ovary syndrome. And that's why it's one of our niche areas because so many women are struggling with it and not getting the help that they need.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I know. That's a big, that's a big issue out there. And they, and again, going to a doctor, normal doctor all the time when I say normal, just not coming to someone where you can look at the root of it, um, can always address that the way it needs to be addressed, and, and as you said, it's kind of the, the food, it's the day-to-day living that, uh, for the polycystic, that tend to um, be a better solution, and I only know that from uh, friends that have had this that problem um, that I've known them before, and they've, same thing, they went to something similar to Roots Functional Medicine, but they have... Um, had great success with it. The one thing going along with that is let's talk about gut health. What, tell me what, you know, gut health is exactly. Again, there's so much out there in gut health and like what are one or one or two things we should be doing um, with, you know, again, it's a new year that we should be really considering um, about gut health.
1: Yeah. So, um a lot of what we do does you know start with with gut health because your gut health influences almost everything that's going on in your body and um another interesting fact to share is that 70% of your immune system is actually found in your gut and we all know how important it is right now to support a healthy immune system okay
0: yeah
1: that's okay. well i and so now again
0: Let's talk, it's January, I'm thinking, you know, I personally am thinking kind of, you know, my gut health, I'm thinking, um, what am I, what am I putting in that I can get, you know, some great results from, just from energy, and as you said, those uh, non-scale victories, right, I'm really focused on that personally, tell us a little bit about what, you know, for people going, you know, from this crazy, you know, November, December, eating and we don't even have to blame it on november december we can just blame it on the whole year with covid right i mean people <laughs> yeah <off. laughs> any type of progress they've made um tell us kind of what it looks like for uh someone to go through this next part what are some things they can do
1: yeah so i will say that i'm right there with you all too with the uh some of that stress eating from COVID. So you're, you're yeah. not alone, you're not alone out there and, and give yourself some grace to if your you know, diet hasn't been 100% on point the last, you know, eight or nine months, it has been a very stressful time. Okay. Um, well,
0: and then I also know, for example, um, we talked about, you know, reducing, so like things in January, someone can do, they can reduce stress. What are, What are some ideas behind that? You know, you have, you know, some conversations we've had prior to that stress is a lot of times the the root of many diseases or issues. I mean, what are, do you have any ideas around what people can be doing in this January timeframe to reduce stress and really get to their best self?
1: Yeah, I well, I guess I would probably start with something as simple as just doing some deep breathing throughout the day. So when we're feeling stressed out, we have a tendency to hold our breath and clench our jaw. So simply just drawing you know, awareness to the fact that you're feeling tense and that you're not breathing and just throughout the day, trying to take a few minutes to take some deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Um, that can make a huge difference right there, just working on breathing throughout the day. And it's not always something that comes naturally either. You're going to have to, like, you know, maybe even set reminders for yourself to do that.
0: Right, right.
1: Okay. I also think um, meditation is really important as well And you know not starting with like a 30 minute meditation session. I know that I have an extremely busy brain and I'm always thinking about, you know, what should I be doing next? So meditation can be challenging, but even starting with like five minutes once or twice per day can be really calming. Yeah, no, those are great pointers. Um, And there's so
0: many apps out there too, right? That people can um, kind of pull in and use as their resource resources throughout the day that they can set aside time to do that meditation or set aside time to, to do that deep breathing. What, those are really great tips. Cause I, I do know, as you know, we, um, go through this year of 2020, you know, into 2021 now, you know, we, stress has just been accumulating on everyone's shoulders. So, you know, to lose weight, as you know, stress, you have to like decrease the stress, um, because of just the way our body, body physically works.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because if you're chronically stressed out, you're going to spike cortisol, and that's going to have your body, you know, store even more fat. That's actually one of the reasons I don't like women to weigh themselves either. Because like, if you wake up in the morning, and you're not happy with the number you see on the scale, it's actually going to cause your cortisol to spike, which is just going to create a cycle of, um, you know, actually making things worse.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, okay. Tips and tricks for 2021. What do you have any, um, what can we do instead for our, you know, instead of doing the things we were doing before, obviously eat right meditation, you know, any, anything else you want to share with us? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, I would say the number one thing in January to avoid doing is going on any sort of, restrictive diet after eating whatever you wanted to in November and December, right? So don't go to the complete opposite end of the extreme. So just start small. Um, And I really think that there is value to focusing on what you should be adding into your diet, rather than focusing on what you should be taking away. I feel like a lot of people in January tend to try to take things away. Right? Uh so that makes you yeah that makes you feel restricted whether it be sugar or gluten or um wine a lot of people try to just take very specific don't take that wine away i i i I will i will never do that to you (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah um Again, like kind of just thinking back to that plate method. Um, and also back to what you just mentioned about, you know, what can you do to reduce stress? I really think a huge way to reduce stress in your life is to plan your meals in advance or at least having some sort of plan of what's gonna happen throughout the week. Right. Um Uh so planning the meals so that you can get that protein, fat, and carb balance on each plate, and then actually just focusing on, you know, trying to eat a good variety of plants. So research actually shows that um, people with the healthiest guts, which again, that's where your, your immune system is, people with the healthiest gut consume at least 30 different plants per week. How do you do that? How do you do 30 different plants? So I know that that sounds crazy. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, 30 plants. But when you really break it down, um, it's not too hard to get there, but again, it does require planning. So I'm going to give you some examples here. Of does things a coffee that count. bean count? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am a coffee drinker, so, you know, <laughs> may, maybe, maybe we could count that. Um, right. <laughs> now, so in order for it to count, the plant really has to have fiber. So one of the best things you can do to support your gut health is eat fiber. Okay. So, um, But an example of how you can, you know, get to 30 plants per week, it's not going to be just plants like fruits and vegetables. Every time you eat a different nut or seed, that's going to count as a different plant too. So maybe some mornings in your oatmeal or smoothie, you put chia or flax or hemp, and maybe you rotate every different day, you use a different one out of those three. And then every three days you switch. Um, So you could use, and then maybe in the afternoon, you snack on pumpkin seeds or walnuts, those are going to both count as different plants. And then, you know, maybe in your smoothie in the morning, some mornings you use strawberries and blueberries, and some days you use banana and mango. Some days you use kale, some days you use spinach. So those are just some examples of ways that you can get a lot of different plants in.
0: That can add up fast. I mean, I can see where you're going with it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and to what you're saying, all those 30 different plants, you're talking about you know, planning your meals in advance. And I, I personally do a lot of mine on Sunday, a lot of my prep on Sunday, you know, how, from a shopping standpoint, you know, how do you recommend people shopping to make sure they have all of this? Meaning like, you know, I know we are in an area that there's a, a large chain of, you know, called Meyer or um, <laughs> there, there are some food stores, you know, locally. Is there, you know, do you kind of say, Hey, just go anywhere you can find these resources or is it online? Like we're, What are some of your best tips to to find these different plants and just have them available in your home, right? I mean, because it's not about running to get them when you want them. It's just making sure you have them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it could be a gradual process, too, of maybe, like, filling your pantry with some of these things. So I tend to buy um, things like hemp seeds and chia seeds at Costco because you can get them in bulk for Um, a really affordable price and you can actually store them in the freezer too. So you can just take out what you need. They're going to last longer in the freezer. And that's another tip for if you buy like almonds or walnuts there too, you can store them in the freezer because nuts are going to go rancid over time. Okay. Okay. Also, um, I love stocking up on frozen vegetables this time of year too. Again, I I love getting them at Costco. They have like the best quality frozen broccoli. So good. Um, so I keep a bunch of frozen vegetables and then, you know, if you're ever in a hurry one night and don't really feel like, you know, chopping and roasting a bunch of veggies, literally just microwave the broccoli for your half plate of vegetables. Uh Well, and so I wouldn't say this is confusion,
0: Kelsey, but I'm listening to everything you're saying. And I, I'm thinking of my pantry, thinking what I have. And we do like, we make those protein balls, um, which have a lot of the good, you know, good ingredients we're talking about but when you you look at that and again there's you're right you know you really shouldn't base it on the scale but i think a lot of us do you know if i'm going to spend the time and energy am i you know whether it's losing weight or just fe- you know feeling better obviously is a non scale victory for sure but beginning of the year, you see a lot of people who are just like, I, you know, again, especially with COVID, like I need to lose my COVID-15 or whatever, or 19, excuse me, you know, whatever it is that they want. It's typically, that's what they're looking for, some type of, again, weight loss. Um, where Where's the balance? Because I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I really want to eat better, and I, I feel like I do. But at the same point, I know a lot of people are like, I've got to get on this new new regimen. You know, it's probably a slower and weight loss, if you're going to do it um, in the way that we're talking about right now, but it's a healthier weight loss, too. Is there some type of balance you can give everyone that would be, um, again, between... I know you guys aren't focused in weight loss, but that would help people go, yeah, I do want to eat better because I'm now talking about gut health and all these other things that we're talking about.
1: Yeah, so we actually... Um say that, you know, your weight actually can be a symptom of what is going on. So we do address weight in like a roundabout way in our programs for sure. But one thing we might do is actually do a four point cortisol saliva curve where we actually plot your cortisol throughout the day. Because again, remember, if that cortisol is high, it's going to be really, really hard to lose weight, even if you're eating a perfect diet with everything I'm, I just told you about. Um, mm-hmm. So we will you know, perhaps, you know, implement certain stress reduction tactics throughout the day, or perhaps different supplements to um, help get that cortisol down. We also find in our initial lab panel that a lot of women have high fasting insulin and insulin is a fat storage hormone. So doing some, you know, different supplements to kind of get the insulin down, but in really focusing on that protein, fat and carb balance throughout the day too, can be really helpful for weight loss. We also do microbiome stool testing on um, because if there's inflammation going on in your gut, um, it's gonna be really hard to lose weight even with a perfect diet if you're inflamed. So if we work on gut health, we can get inflammation down which often allows your body to be in a safe place to finally lose weight. So what we say is if, you know, again, you're eating really, really well and the scale's just not moving, there's likely a root cause that you need to address. Um, And maybe even doing a full thyroid panel. A lot of times doctors don't do a full thyroid panel on their patients. They might just look at the TSH, which isn't even made from the thyroid. You really need to look at what the whole thyroid is doing um, because that can really make it challenging to lose weight as as well if you have hypothyroidism. Uh
0: Well, then this year, you know, 2020 has definitely brought a lot of stress to it. So um, like you said, I think the way that you're approaching it with uh, functional medicine is is the best way to do it. Not only are you going to organically lose some of that weight because of all the different things we just talked about, but you know you're you're going to just feel better doing it. You're having a, it's a whole new lifestyle, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I should mention this too. I totally forgot. We actually are doing a a challenge in January um, with the other dietitians and our dietitian chef. It's called our Root Reset Challenge. And we don't say it is for losing weight, really, it's for feeling better and just optimizing your health for two weeks. Um, But sometimes weight loss does occur um, as a side effect of completing the challenge. So it's for two weeks, you get our meals cooked by our dietitian chef. And then we give you like a food plan and a checklist to make sure you're deep breathing and meditating and spending time in nature. And we also have a protein powder we give that is um, a multivitamin as well as a plant-based protein powder that supports gut and liver health. So it's basically a whole packet challenge where um, you do our meals, our powder, our checklist, and then you have access with us in a Facebook group for two weeks. So that could be a great option too for people who are just looking to really um, kickstart 2021 in a healthy way with whole foods.
0: Right. Well, and just try something that's a little different than as we've talked to, you know, we, we know there's the keto, um, there's the, you know, there's so many different types of diets. I didn't want to go into all of them, but you know, there's, everyone's going to jump on one of those. Right. Um, and my question about diets, I know it's, it's almost like a dirty word, right. Um, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting?
1: Um, I think that it can be a great thing, but it really depends on the person. So, we always do an assessment, you know, of every client before deciding like what type of diet or whether fasting would be appropriate for them. So uh, our experience has been that people who have like thyroid conditions don't really do great with fasting because you're, you're, it can put stress on your thyroid and um, nutrient deficiencies are really common with thyroid disorder. So we find that it's not great in certain situations like that. Um mm-hmm. I have worked with several clients, though, who do feel their best when they are doing intermittent fasting. Um, And really, most of us should probably be doing a 12-hour fast each night, because if you think about a lot of the things that we're eating at 8 or 9 o'clock at night, it's probably not going to be the most nutrient-dense food, right?
0: No, not good. (laughs) Not not the healthiest.
1: Yeah. So there can be value to doing it, for for sure. Um, It can improve um, insulin levels. Um, um, you don't want to have too short of an eating window, though. Like, for example, if you only have a six-hour eating window, you're probably going to not be able to eat enough food in that window. So you're going to be more likely to develop nutrient deficiencies if you don't have a long enough eating window. So you just have to be careful when you're doing it. Yeah, because it's, it's been around for a while, but it obviously is one of
0: the newest um, things. I've just been hearing so much about it, and um, thank you for addressing that because I do – I feel – you're right. There's pros and cons, but you really should come into um, Roots and get a like a full panel and really get the analysis of who you are as a person and find out what's going to be best for you. Is what I love about what you all are doing um, at Root Functional Medicine. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you know all the knowledge you gave us. Um, how will people connect with you? What's the best way on social media? I know you guys are on there. So what what's the best way for people to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so we have a couple of different social media accounts. You can follow us um, at Root Functional Medicine on Instagram. And you can also follow us at Root Pharmacy on uh, Instagram. And um, again, our, our cafe is on um it's in the old Marika tree It's on Lake drive. It's in the old Marika tree cafe and that's open to the public, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. So we would love to have, you know, some of you stop in and say, hello. Um, we are going to be having a dietician there on Fridays for two hours to answer general nutrition questions too. Um, Amy's actually over there today. I think she's going to be there from 1130 to, to 130. Um, but yeah, every Friday, there'll be a dietitian over there, too, to kind of help you pick up your meals or answer any questions you may have. I
0: love how you spelt
1: it, too. It's it's Root Pharmacy, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y,
0: Cafe. So um, it's a farm, right? Kind of farm-to-table <laughs> thought
1: process? Yes, a- absolutely. So thinking of using, like, food as your medicine pharmacy versus, uh, you know, the usual medication that you'd get at yes, a pharmacy. Well-
0: Well, I appreciate you being on, and um, hopefully everyone takes the time to connect and go look for you, um, whether it's on socials or head down to the Pharmacy Cafe um, down on Lake Drive. Thank you, Kelsey.
1: All right. Thank you. Bye. We hope you found
0: today's episode helpful and that you know more than you did before. Be sure to check us out on our blogcast where you can find additional content connected to this episode at theurbanu.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose to hear our most recent updates. Leave us a review and share it. Share it with your girlfriends, share it with your significant other, and share it with your grandma. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you'd like us to discuss, send us a DM on Instagram. Thanks for listening.